Hey, hey y'all. y'all. Welcome back to Cups of Anxiety. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm your other host, Autumn. Today, we have a special guest, Miss Samantha Ong. She is the creator and founder of Joey Dolls, the first company to produce Asian diverse dolls. So, Samantha, we'd like to thank you for joining us on our podcast. What are you having for your drink today? Thanks for having me. Um, I'm actually having a chrysanthemum tea. I'm actually like super nervous. So this is actually um, hopefully calm me down a little bit. Yes, oh that's actually God. one of our favorite teas. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I down mine with like a lot of sugar, but it, it, it's, it's pretty great. I wish we picked more sophisticated drinks because we're having <laughs> brisk iced tea. Yes. So so uh, so mass produced tea. <laughs> yes, we're we're having mass produced tea together. All right. Yeah. It's a good drink because it's hot. Whatever. Oh yeah, it is hot. Like oh yeah. Today, you know, we basically just wanted to delve into why representation matters to you you know like sink our teeth in deeper than surface level conversations of representation so tell us more about yourself and your mission yes yeah so you know why does representation matter to me i think it really comes down to like my childhood i actually i was born in malaysia but i grew up in australia actually love so, it little bit of the accent it's a little metal now i've been living in canada for uh, 12 years now but um might, may come out a little bit but i grew up in australia for most part of my life and um you know growing up in the 80s 90s and australia is pretty i'd say pretty white mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just even to this day have the memories of being one of the only asians in the classroom and thinking I, rem- I still remember so vividly, like staring across the room at another classmate who was blonde, blue-eyed, and I think, why? How, how did she get so lucky? Like, you know, why? Like, uh, why is she so pretty? Like, uh, well, how, why am I not as pretty as her? Right. Oh and I God. think it really comes down to like, when I when I look through my photos, I I, I see myself. And I remember like looking at my Barbie dolls and I, you know, when I did go, go back and look at through my photos, I'm playing with these blonde head, blue eyed dolls. Like, oh gosh, I, even to this day, it's really hard to see someone that looks like us in the media, in toys. There's more and more studies these days that say that babies as young as like nine months old can and can see these traits, like you can can actually see like differences in how people look, can actually, you know, see like color and, and actually all psychologically people. affects them, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just think to myself, like, had I seen myself represented, how this could have affected my own self-esteem, my own self-confidence. And, you know, to this day, I've come a long way and I've had a long journey. And I think going to university, I've been able to meet more Asians that, you know, look like me, that that. have the same culture and the background. And I think, you know, I've come to really feel more pride about who I am as a person and where I've come from. But this all, you know, took time. Like, as I, I remember even, you know, saying to my dad, like, speak English. Like, why are you speaking Chinese and all those things? Because I, I really felt ashamed of my, of, you know, my, my, my culture and my background. Okay. And I really think that this really matters. And it, it's so important for children to feel proud of, who they are as a person and then coming into the world as you know adults and into society yes 
<laughs> it's in, no, I, I. It's interesting that you say all of that because let me just say I. I feel like from what I see, you've grown into a very great woman now. But I know what you mean when you say, you know, that if you had those tools earlier in your life, you would have been able to navigate this world better. And yeah. I, I get that. I get that. Yeah, because I can relate when you say like, I mean, same thing for me. I used to play with white, blue-eyed Barbie dolls too. I've never had an Asian doll now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, and if actually I did have an Asian doll, but it looked like a geisha, you know? So it was like, like, that's not all that there is to... No, I get what you mean because like, okay, this is like me personally. Like, I would play with dolls because, you know, that's what like my mom would get me because i was a girl and stuff but like in all of these dolls like you know they're like really pretty they're rich they have handbags and stuff like that and <laughs> i want to see an asian doll yeah. have like be a little bougie you know like high class <laughs> why do they all dress like <laughs> yes and then what i love is that you actually have like different cultures or different ethnicities i mean in your dolls as well they're actually so cute yes and thank you, thank might you. I add, they're very accurate in their clothing as well. Yeah, and that's like a huge importance because, you know, this idea really came about when I was, you know, 2020, sitting down, watching TV, seeing the rise of Asian hate, like just yes. in front of my eyes. And I was there sitting, watching the news with my daughter at the time. She was like just one years old at the time and thinking and like, the memories of my childhood and like reflecting upon like how like even though it's been a while since I, I was a young kid but at, like still like we still are dealing with these issues um and that I didn't want her to have these same these grow up in the same way right. and oh, like, wow. it was almost so scary like thinking oh gosh like if I am fearful just you know even in Canada like sitting watching you know what was going on and if I'm fearful, like, how does this make me feel for as a parent for a young child? Right. And so that's when I thought, like, I really want her to just be proud of who she is, have no fear of stepping outside the door of, of, of um, you know, being ashamed of how she looks. Um, but I remember, you know, watching some videos, like, just online and you know, people calling other Asians like oh you're a chink or um, you're, you're you Chinese like you dirty Chinese person you brought COVID to America to to Canada to Australia all of that and I just that's when it really hit me that how important it is to really truly celebrate Asian diversity because we're not just Chinese we're not just Japanese or Korean or just Asians in general we're, we're so often lumped as just one giant um, homogenized race right. and yeah. it, it just became so frustrating for me because I know that for my own my daughter she like I'm I was born in Malaysia, so I'm culturally, uh, was born in Malaysia, but I'm also had the background as Chinese, Chinese background. So, well, and then I, my husband's Korean. So uh, oh, she has you. these three cultures to, to celebrate. She'll have all um, the dolls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which one do you want to identify as? <laughs> yes. and, yeah. And, and that's exactly it. I just don't want her just to feel like, okay, I'm this Asian, like the there's so much beauty in just like, you know, Chinese, Malaysian culture, Korean culture. And I recently put out a poll um, on our Joey Dolls Instagram account and I, I asked my um, 
followers, uh, like what cultures you relate to. And it was actually so beautiful to hear that the next generation is so incredibly diverse. We had three, four cultures yes. in like, and it, it was it was beautiful. And I think that is like it's so important to just like really celebrate these individual cultures and our backgrounds rather than like sort of label us as all one and the same. Right. Other, on the other hand, I'm I'm just boring Vietnamese. Don't no, don't say boring girl. Let, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't mean it like that. I meant like I'm just. Both of my parents are strictly oh, Vietnamese. Oh, oh yeah, Samantha. at least you're a little spicy. You have like something, something like. Oh yeah, I, I, um, like so ethnically identify as Vietnamese, but a, a lot of my family is Vietnamese, Chinese, Cambodian. So that's the, the, that's God didn't yeah, know what to yeah. pick when He made me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that is. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, but even just still, like you know, Vietnamese culture in itself, there's, you know, so much to celebrate in Vietnamese culture, which I feel like, you know, in America, in Canada, we just see, okay, just Asians, just in general. So I, I don't see that as being boring at all. Uh, no, I love... <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> she, she just joking. She, Michelle is a clown, but... I, I, I Let me just say, I know this sounds very small, but I love hearing from a non-Vietnamese Asian person the appreciation and compliments to another Vietnamese person because I know that Asians being underrepresented it sets a dangerous precedence for racism and not only mm -hmm. that but you know Asian people I think our community faces a, a problem of not only being underrepresented being underrepresented I'm sorry I have such a struggle with that word but we also face a problem of there's so many different Asian ethnicities, but it's like it, 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 it's like they low key, we low key, like don't like each other. Like I hear all this and see all this like East Asians, like Koreans and Japanese will like see like Southeast Asians or South Asian people as like inferior or weird. Yeah. So it's just kind of really nice to have like because I feel like, you know, the world constantly talks about people of color solidarity, but I feel like in our own community, we need true Asian solidarity with each other to move forward, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's exactly um, that's another reason why I created these dolls. And I made sure that the dolls had different skin tones. And my goal is for you know, each individual culture or ethnicity, we have various skin tones to to represent them as well because even recently I had put out a, a photo of our Vietnamese dome just playing around with some of the skin colors in our prototyping and I didn't really see beyond um, how people may see that that doll in, in representing this culture, playing around with the, the, the different colors that we have just for prototyping purposes. And so I put up the photo and then I got a lot of feedback saying, because um, it was a darker skin tone mm -hmm. and in it was the Vietnamese doll actually. And um, people were saying, you know, Vietnamese people aren't of this skin color. Um, and I think that is raises one of these issues that is really prevalent in Asian communities that people of, darker skin tones are somehow inferior or not as worthy than people of a lighter skin tone. And that's something that I, I really hope that our dolls can try to educate and bring awareness to that let's celebrate people of all different cultures. Because, um, and that's another thing that 
why I decided to do the dolls is that when I was looking for dolls for my my daughter, you can find Asian dolls. They may not be that many, but you can find some. They're always black haired, white skin tone with like, I would say funny looking eyes. Yes. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and so, um, and that's something that I personally struggled with even in my pregnancy. I was even told myself, like, I hope that my daughter has the fair skin tone of my, my uh, husband. And so I just think that this is something that we face personally on, on, you know, on a daily basis and, and within our own community. So it's something that I hope that we can do more education awareness with, our, with children to, to teach them that everyone of any skin tone of every culture should be celebrated and should feel worthy. Yes, I mean, we actually just recently filmed an episode about Asian beauty standards too. Yes. Basically, kind of goes over what we talked about, about colorism. See, like, with us, we, or I I personally said that, like, I grew up thinking I had to be super fair-skinned, and my aunts would always give me makeup that would, like, had some sort of, like, whitening cream in it or something like that. And then I thought that was, like, the normal until I grew up and you know just was in Vietnamese friends like sometimes they would be darker and I'm like oh that's not normal but I was conditioned to think that and then lo and behold like 10 years later I'm now married to a Vietnamese man who happens to be Tanner so it's like it's like I got definitely I definitely got humbled as I grew up about it yeah like I think that our community you know we face a lot of problems with I guess skin tone shaming from like white people but we also but I also feel like in our own community and I feel like your dolls kind of are one of the things that would help with that if more like representation to the actual people in our own community you know it would help basically have us not hate each other and judge each other for things like that. Also, I feel like it starts with children. It definitely does. Because, you know, I, I guess growing up, I understood that raci- racism is taught. So, like, if, if a kid's being mean to you because of your skin color and or your race, it's because they learned that from their parents. Yeah, that's not a reflection of you. Like, a lot of kids, you know, they take criticism as, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. And not many kids are going to be like, this person's mean to me because they're the problem. No, they're usually like, wow, it's because I'm ugly because I'm Asian or whatever. And let me just say, I appreciate y'all's bravery with, you know, talking about um, how the conditioning happened. Because I know a lot of people would be too afraid to say, you know, would be too afraid to admit that they have played into the propaganda of colorism. And, but I appreciate that you guys were able to say that and say, hey, I've grown from this and I, I want other kids to not feel the way that I felt. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, like right now, uh, I even presented the, the, uh, six dolls that we have to my daughter with all the all different skin toes and I'm actually quite surprised she actually really loves um playing with her actually her favorite doll is the Indian and the Filipino doll I'm crying. So I love like, it. Yeah. <laughs> and, so and and it yeah and I really think this 
will really help children um, that if they can see us playing with it, that, you know, they will feel, you know, people um, will feel more important that way. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining just a, a little a little Asian child playing with like all these do- I'm sorry that sh- that has my heart like I know I know your thing is coming out on Kickstarter right yeah that's what, right when yeah. is that supposed to um launch yeah so we don't know exactly have an exact date at this point okay. um hoping to do it later this year and I know a lot of people have been super excited and pushing us to to launch soon um however I don't want to rush it um so right now we're still trying to um finalize the last uh, few details on our Indian and our Korean doll okay. wanted to make just like you had said you know we tried to make sure that the um the attire is as accurate as we can through you know through a children's doll you know it's still a children's doll so we can't get like all the you know finer details but as much as we can um so that's why i've just taken the extra couple of months to make sure that they're as accurate as we can and that children will love them but also then we also have to take them through like safety testing and all of that and then when we're ready we'll definitely put out an announcement there but right now we're sort of encouraging everyone to just like sign up to our email list and then we can always email everyone when we're ready to launch okay perfect because i don't have children yet and nor do i have uh, all of my you know little cousins and everything i keep calling them little but my youngest cousin literally just turned 20 so um but i i would like to say i'm the kid at heart i have a bunch of plushies so i would totally like to i can attest to that (laughs) i would totally love to purchase them whenever they're available i guess my next question or my next point i wanted to bring up is what would you like our audience and your audience to know from your story or what would you like them to know about you yeah um i I know i talk a lot about like us um but really this company I've been building on my own um it really did just start with me and I'm really just a mom trying to make a difference in the world and like you know you may think like why did I decide to do dolls and just at this point in time I thought when I was looking for dolls for my own daughter I just was so frustrated and I just couldn't find anything that I felt comfortable with her playing with and that truly represented her. And at the time I was just like telling my husband, why is it so hard? Like, why can't I find something that she can play with? And uh, he was just like, simply, well, why don't you just create one? (laughs) Oh, wow. Shout out to your husband. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know anything about toys. I don't know anything about dolls and all of this. Like, this has been a huge learning curve. However, I just wanted to go back a little bit. I actually, you know, went to university and I did had a finance degree and then I hated it. And then I decided I wanted to just do wedding photography and so I actually put my mind to it and I hustled and I built my business from scratch and then I've been doing that for like nine years and so this all really came about during COVID when my business was really shut down for two years basically I Mm -hmm. couldn't have any revenue I didn't really have anything going on other than just being a mom and so I really just focused my energy um, and I actually even though I didn't have that much revenue during that time, I sort of saw it as a blessing because I really 
did want to make an impact on the world. And during everything that was going on, I was just thinking like, how can I, as an individual person, make a difference? And I didn't know how at that time. So when I came up with this idea, or really my husband came up with this idea, <laughs> I was just like, let's do it. Let's try to make this work. Let's build it from the ground up <laughs> so that, you know, we can sort of fill this market gap and, um, you know, been able to post a few things on Instagram and just seeing the feed, he, seeing and hearing the feedback from people um, who have come across our page, um, just knowing that it's been so relatable to other people, but also I just, I hope that other moms um, or just even other people can see my story and find inspiration in it and to follow their own dreams. So I really just want to you know, provide an example for my own children, because yes, I want them to be, you know, confident in who they are and, um, you know, love who they are as they are. But also, all I really want for them in life is to just know that if you want something in life, you go do it. Yes. I love wow. That. <laughs> I, I think this is nice, because you actually answered a question that I was about to ask. And let, let me just say, let, let me just say that so I guess in, I saw this when TikTok became a thing, I guess we were in our quarantine era of COVID. A lot of the ways I've seen, you know, the Asian community go about activism is, which this isn't a bad way to go about it, but, you know, a lot of Asian people start TikToks talking about activism, trying to teach people things. And I think that that's like, great and all but like when you walk us through you know your story and how you came to the conclusion of like dolls it's like I think it's just one of the most creative ways that I've seen an Asian person go about trying to do change in the world or uh, or you know do something that matters not that you know activism doesn't matter not that making a video on TikTok to teach people doesn't matter but I like hearing this side of things because the world is already so freaking cruel you know to be able to give a child just a comforting toy that tells them that they are valid and beautiful like we need that in our community <laughs> yeah and I think we really should be celebrating our differences um and like I came across this one quote I'll just read it to you um the differences between people need not act as barriers that wound harm and drive us apart rather these very differences among cultures and civilizations should be valued as manifestations of the richness of our shared creativity um, and so this uh, quote is actually by Buddhist philosopher Daisaku Keita. And I think like this quote, just in a nutshell, is just really so on point in saying that we really should be celebrating us as a whole, as we are, instead of being like, you know, we should all be the same. We should, you know, because all these differences make us so unique and special and makes us so, I guess our world so much more entertaining. Like, can you imagine if our entire world was just like one culture and we only had like one cuisine and like how boring and right. like- Exactly. <laughs> and with multiple Asian cultures, we have like multiple different like traditions and stuff. Yeah. Like 
people in every single episode of cups of anxiety i always reference tiktok so i am so i i, I gotta apologize <laughs> yeah. for that i don't want to sound like a gen z or whatever but like so it, it was tiktok that i learned that we all joke about the whole oh don't wear shoes inside the house because you know asians don't do that and i learned that Hmong people actually do wear shoes inside the house apparently and i thought that was interesting because it's like wow like just like you said like there's all types of different things in each asian ethnic culture and, you know, we do make jokes about, you know, Asian people don't do this and that. But that really that simple that simple TikTok I watched about Hmong people made me feel like, wow, we've been joking about this for years. But it turns out we really are all different. Yeah. Generalizing ourselves. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> uh, but I guess that's the beauty of stereotypes too like not that i condone stereotyping to a t what i'm saying is like there is some sort of beauty some sort of beauty that goes hand in hand with identifying a stereotype but then yeah also seeing that you can either relate to it or you have a difference that you might want to share with the world that's slightly different than the oh no, traditional no, no. I, stereotype. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because it can be funny if it applies but then like uh, but then you realize that Asian people are not all just one general, like, I, I guess they don't all like do the same things. So it, it, it's like, so it's funny to me. And it's still it's still funny. But it's also like, wow, like eye opening. Yeah, it, it, it was very eye opening. Yeah. And I feel like I felt the same way when so I actually found you on my personal account. I actually don't know how I got that because I, I do follow a lot of Asian content it was creators. Fate. It was destiny. It definitely was. <laughs> Um, destiny and again maybe maybe my facebook ads were just listening to me talking about plushies because i I mean when i tell you like i love like when i i love plushies and dolls like i was just like i have to i have to message this lady (laughs) i have to message joey dolls (laughs) and so yeah i mean i think it's not only a creative way because we're creatives ourselves you know i think it's very creative and i think it's a great way to teach children about diversity. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad that you know you believe in our mission and um, and you know seeing other people have that same feedback is so encouraging because you know starting a new business or starting really anything you know you always you know, face you're, you're faced with like a bunch of setbacks like people telling you you know you don't have any experience in this or like it's going to cost like a ton of money and both which are true but both are still somehow overcomable um in in a way so um there's always i think possibilities in, and um but it is it is difficult like just being one person um trying to trying to do this and uh yeah i appreciate your support so much yes i just want to say one more thing I'm really glad that we had this conversation because like obviously I'm glad to share this conversation with people but also I feel like if I had talked to you while I was younger like I would have been able to feel more determined because you you said you didn't know anything you've never done this before you know it's not your field of expertise and it was difficult but you managed to do it when I was younger I wanted to start like when I was 17 
I loved to sing, but I wanted to learn how to play the piano and write songs, but I never learned how to play the piano because, you know, someone told me it's kind of a bit late in the game for me to start learning how to play the piano. And, you know, that's why I just never did that. But hearing you say there were things you've never done before, but now you actually have established yourself in this and it's, you know, taking off in a way that's reaching out to people you've basically kind of proven that anything can really happen. You know, like I was just thinking, wow, this lady is like the jack of all trades. She's like a mom and like she's doing this and that. Yes. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How old's your daughter now? Or is it a daughter? Don't have Sorry, to. Daughter? Yeah. So um, I have a just over three-year-old and okay. I have a nine-month-old. Oh, yeah. wow. That's so wow. Yeah, so yes. that's why it's also it's like I wish I had more time, but the truth is I'm still a mom of two very young children right. who I still keep at home, especially like COVID isn't entirely, you know, done with. Yeah. So um, we, my husband and I, just made the decision to keep them both at home. So most of the time it's like chaos in the yeah, house. I can imagine. And the only time that I get to work on the on the business is after they go to sleep. So it's been a, a true hustle, um, but it's been been a huge passion, and I've been really loving every step. But it has been difficult. I don't want to you know sugarcoat it or anything, but knowing that it will reach out and um, hopefully help a lot of people um, is really what keeps me going. Yes, that's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Samantha, again, for being here with us today. Honestly, I know that you're all the way in Canada, Canada and we're all the way here, but we would like to, you know, just raise our drinks Yes. To you. So you we know, have a like... tradition in our episode where we teach you how to cheers in Vietnamese. Yes. And yeah, okay. 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 So uh so hai ba means one, two, one, three. Two, three. <laughs> so mop hai ba. And then yo, like yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Is so it's mop hai ba yo. And when you put when you say yo, you basically clink that's your like, cups. That, together. That's basically like when you cheers. clink and do cheers, you mm-hmm. know? Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's okay, do it. Uh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, cheers to being represented through dolls, through dolls, and you know, going after our dreams. I feel like no matter at what stage of life you are in, that's right. You made it possible, so we all can too. <laughs> that's right. Mo hi ba go. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you so much, Samantha. And if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. Follow and rate us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to follow us on our socials, it's going to be at Cups of Anxiety, spelled A-N-X-I-E-T-E-A. Bye, y'all.